Hey, we really appreciate y'all for tuning in. You already know what time it is. Nah, nah. Welcome to the podcast. We gon' keep on pounding, juke them out his cleats. Boy, I'm too fast. Get the feel, no, we gon' spaz. CMC gon' run it back. Defense out here going crazy. Super Bowl, we want it back. Pause up. up. It's only us. At the top, it's time to rock. No, we won't stop. Open it up, I need that block. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to another episode of Nine Lives Panther Podcast on Spotify, Anchor, and everywhere else. Thank you so much for joining us. Today, we have a special guest, Tuan Don. You can find Tuan as the host of Never Scared Sports Podcast, which is the former name, actually, the newly named 704 Charlotte Bound Podcast, which is found on YouTube. He's also the co-host of Keep Pounding TV. Tuan, welcome in. How are you? How's it going, Sakeem, man? Thank you for letting me in here. I'd like to first thank you for um, uh, bringing me in here, letting me be a part of this, man. You know, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Uh, this is a great, I mean, it's an honor. Um, yeah, so today uh, we're talking about the Cowboys, which I'm just, this is just a recap episode where we're going to recap the Cowboys, um, why we lost, and we're going to take apart our defense and our offense and what we can expect because we just recently signed, actually traded for Stefan Gilmore. Yes, sir. Breaking yes, sir. news. Um, this is great for our defense. I'm not sure um, if we, I mean, we're making strides on our defense. Um, we're not really evolving on our offense. So, I mean, if you want to quickly just recap on what you saw on the Cowboys game, that'd be great. Um, what I saw with the Cowboys was, was simply this, is that, um, you know, I, I wasn't 100%, you know, um, thrown by or excited about the team that they had, uh, what they were doing, um, you know, um, we're going to play tougher teams than that um, going on in the season. Uh, the Cowboys caught us um, after two major injuries to our team uh, with a with a cornerback who we had just signed. Um, also, there were some things that went on in that game. You know, uh, yeah. referees weren't exactly on our side in that game. So. Um, but um, I still saw great things from our team. You know, um, Sam Darnold, uh, everyone knows in the beginning with Sam Darnold, I was not a fan, you know, just I was going off his resume. You know, and I, it's nothing wrong with going off of his resume. His resume was not great, but it does seem like it's turned out to be that um, it may have been the people around him and, or he took what he did and he said, you know what, I'm better than that. I'm going to be a better player. And he did his homework over the summer and um, other summers between. But as far as the Cowboys, I, I wasn't totally impressed. You know, um, I will, you know, rightfully give them their credit, you know, with their defense. You know, they, they had some guys over there. Parsons is like he's going to be pretty good. And um, Diggs, Diggs is, I didn't know he was that special. You know, this is, you know, really his first year uh, looking that way. Uh, you know, 
it's like he's come alive this year. And so, you know, that wasn't expected. I felt like if the game was called fairly uh, towards the end of the game, we would have, even with down two major guys, we would have been in a position to tie the game um, and see what goes on in, in overtime if it had came to that point. But that's football, man. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, it it swings your way sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. No, I agree. It's, uh, I mean, we, I, I, I feel like our success over the past three games, it's, um, it definitely hit some things from us. Mm-hmm. We, like, I mean, let's be honest. We, we, we know this is an inexperienced and a young team. And we knew that, but for some reason, when we find success, we just seem to forget those things. I mean, right. and, and we, we right. let the things get the better of us, which is always a good thing. I mean, I love it. I, it, it, it not many times can we be so happy over mm-hmm. the Panthers. I mean, I remember last year when we were hunting down the coaches, we were, we were so disappointed with our offense. And I mean, late, late minute drives, it, everything was disappointing. I don't, I don't remember one positive thing that I took away from last year's team. But this year, it's, it's, it, that's a good thing. We're, we're overlooking things, but I mean, lesson learned, I guess. Young, young team, terrible O-line. And again, it's Joe Brady's offense is vanilla and he's not incorporating the, the proper pieces in the proper places, in my opinion. Um, big shout out to the Cowboys because I talk shit about them I said they were not going to win um, because I had the utmost confidence in our defense and we fell so short. But again, injuries, that's fine. We added another piece to our defense, Gilmore. I'm sure we'll plug him in somewhere, if not right away, and then eventually. But first things first, on the topic of offense, why uh, there's this one play that really has me confused i don't understand why tommy tremble was used as a long yardage play i don't and why did we have to put tommy on 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 a deep route that's a good question yeah like we yeah like no um I'm, i'm sure i mean you guys on keep pounding tv has they you guys broke it down multiple times Mm-hmm. How why we why it's so important to use tight ends in the mm-hmm. middle of the field. If if you don't find your wide receivers and if they're on they're in coverage, go to your tight ends. So I well, mean, what mm-hmm. do you think? I've, I've been you know, I feel like me more than anyone. I've been constantly um, talking about the use of the tight end on our team, even going back to last year. You know. Um, Everybody knows. Everybody knows that uh, with me, you know what I'm saying, with the whole Ian Thomas (laughs) situation, you know what I'm saying? And the thing is, it's like, man, look, I have faith in that guy. The thing is this, we're quick to say uh, in terms of tight end on our team because I think what it was, it was Greg Olson lag. Yeah. It was Greg Olson lag, and everybody was expecting the next tight end to be like him. Yeah. And we had a tight end, but we didn't utilize the tight end. Then we brought in an offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, that doesn't use the tight end and barely use the tight end in the first year. And then we get an even better tight end in the draft, Tremble. And I'm like, why are we getting him unless we're going to use him as an H-back? Yeah. Because 
everyone knows that Joe Brady doesn't like to use the tight end. And I pointed out, you know, before the game started, I mentioned to everyone, the Dallas Cowboys is 31st in the league, 31st. That's not good. In the league at defending the tight end. Yeah. So if I know this, how does Joe Brady not know this? Oh, and you know, and we're down a guy. So you would be like, oh, well, I'm going to kill him where they're not horrible right. at. Yep. You know, and instead, I mean, even I, I love the way we still played, but that could have got utilized over and over until, unless it just wasn't working, you know? But I never saw throughout that game where we used the conscious effort to utilize the tight end. And when a team is 31st and defending the tight end, that is a, that's a gimme. Like you, yeah. even if they're prepared, you got to run it out. Absolutely. So I, I, you know, I'm like you sometimes, there's some things about our team still where I'm trying to figure out what's going on and the whole Joe Brady thing with him. One day, hopefully, becoming a coach. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, right now, I'm not. I'm not very. You know, I don't want to go into him unless we do it later. But I'm not really sold on Joe Brady, man. I think there's better offensive coordinators out there with the talent that we have for this team. So, yeah, no, our, our talent is shining, and it's making him look good. Uh, Sam, uh, like you said, I was not one of the people who was the uh, most excited to have this guy on our team i mm-hmm. like listen i there's nothing wrong with being a realist and right. the facts were there the facts i mean in new york as bad as new york was the facts were there he didn't produce in new york but he's doing great he didn't produce in college and he didn't pull it exactly i mean <laughs> he showed he showed some things in college but in new york he whether it be the horrible Adam Gay situation or just the lack of protection. The man did not produce. No fault to him, though, as we can see now. He's shining in an offense that is vanilla. And when we say vanilla, it's it's it, they can read our offense and, and it's, it doesn't take that much work. We're not going to use our tight ends. And we're, right now, we're just obviously just handing the ball to safety nets. We found a safety net in Christian McCaffrey every single year until he gets hurt. And then we find another safety net. And right now it's DJ Moore. We're working, we're overworking DJ Moore. And Robbie is nowhere to be found. Whether that's his fault or Joe Brady's fault, either way, we're not using him. So again, I I completely agree. It's like it's like this thing where we we've seen greatness in certain positions in our past, and we expect to replicate that exact greatness. Greg Olson, we can send him down deep. And expect him to catch it but it's baby steps now with tommy tremble you have to integrate him into this offense and we're not doing that i mean and, and joe brady wasn't even around for greg olsen so i don't understand why we're coming up and making plays to to replicate greg olsen or or or, or this deep threat tight end when we haven't even seen what he can do as a blocking tight end much less a a offensive tight end so, yeah, I mean, I completely agree. And that's one question I feel like that needs to be answered with Philly because I see our offense, I see our offense, excuse me, very similar to how the Cowboys' offensive schemes are run. And not the players, I'm not saying like in terms of talent wise, but I feel like our schemes are very similar. We have the deep ball, we are also, we can utilize the tight ends and we can also utilize our running back. Why are we not using tight ends on comeback routes? 
you know, why why do we have to resort to our, our wide receivers running a tunnel route, get some yardage? I feel like those are the questions we need answers to. In terms of Robbie, where do you, where do you think he's been the couple of games? Do you think it's all his fault? Are you saying with Robbie? Yeah, because we've, uh, I mean, if you look at the film, he's open, right? And I, I get it, you know, DJ wants, Whoa. the team wants to have DJ as a, you know, contract year. This is his contract year. He has to he has to get the most money possible. But mm. Robbie, at the t- at times, he's open. And at other times... Demis is just missing him, man. He's missing him, you know, and um, that comes with time. Also, let me start by saying this. What is the most devious position <laughs> in football? What that? position? What what position carries the most divas? And that's why. Oh, that's wide divas! Oh yeah, yeah, definitely wide receivers. The wide receivers, man. You know, can never get enough balls. They don't get thrown to enough. They did. Their job is to go out and catch balls, not block, <laughs> right. not to be a decoy. You know, um, but you know, a guy that's dialed in and that that wants to be his team to be a winner understands he has to do that. And I think Robbie felt like he was more of the go-to guy last year with Bridgewater, played with Sam Darnold in New York, um, maybe came in thinking that he would probably get just as many throws this year. But DJ Moore is playing lights out this year. He's playing lights out, you know, and it's just like, if the guy's up the field further than you, he's wide open. The one thing with quarterbacks that I thought, you know, you always have your favorites, but you never tell them who they are, you know? And I'm going to throw to the wide open guy every time, you know what I'm saying? That's that's further up the field. A guy on Robbie versus a wide open DJ Moore, I'm going to DJ Moore. Um, so what I think is going on is just Robbie's just not – Robbie was never the number one guy. And I think he's finding that out this year. And I don't know if he's not liking it. But he does get open. Um, Sam just misses him, but, you know, Sam's with a new team now. You know, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's trying to spread the ball around. But um, right now, I feel like DJ Moore is the guy he's probably looking to first. Okay. That's his safety net. That's, I agree. Robbie's dropped balls this year too, man. That's no, true. I mean, how many times have he's has he caught balls and tried to turn up the field and you know, in the ball and you know, he's trying to turn up the field before he even has the catch. And you know, in the Cowboys game, I saw Sam Darnold physically yelling at him when he felt like he didn't try to run that ball down going up the seat, the sideline. Um, I think it was like in the either in the third or fourth quarter. You know, Robbie walked back, you know, kind of like, yeah, when you're dealing with a really, really good quarterback, that's the biggest way to get on this on the shit list. You know what I'm saying? So if Sam continues to get good and, and and receivers know this, quarterbacks don't throw balls to guys that they don't feel like making them make a max effort. But that's true. I think it's also up to Sam to go to Brady and say, hey, look, man got to utilize the tight end. You know, five yards. I don't give a shit about nickel and diamond up the field. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't either. No. As long as you get in the end zone, it's clock control. You know, I, I feel like sometimes we feel like we got to get it all in one one down or something. Right. I, I agree. It's the beginning, man. You know, the guy, you know, this is not college. You have to utilize the tight end. And um, I think one of our biggest problems on offense, it's not a player, man. I think it's Joe Brady. Guys are so talented. I think he's riding under their talent. I have the confidence that he could definitely, but as an offensive coordinator, you can't just ride down on 3-0 and 
and not show up on the biggest stage. Mm-hmm. And I think Sam, like you said, I feel like he needs to audible more. He needs to come up with his own. He needs to he needs to be comfortable with the plays, and he needs to come up with his own plays. So I mean, I'm, I'm I, you know, like a quarterback is a maestro of the field. He knows what's going on with his players, and and a coach might not always see that. So I, I completely agree. Now, with that being said, though, I also agree that Robbie might be seeing it as okay. I was never really the best wide receiver. I was never really the first option. So with the addition of Shai Smith and Terrace Marshall this offseason, and if they if they are able to develop, I'm going to ask you a big question. Can we trade Robbie if things don't work out by the end of this season? Um, whoa. I, in my opinion, you can you can never have too many, right? Too many players to throw to on the field, and that's what I'm going. That's where I'm going with this. It's like, but um, but at the same time, like you said, ego is a big thing. So, with so, that being um, said, I say yeah. I say yeah. And the reason why I'm saying yeah is this. Let me break it down. Why I'm saying yeah, we can let Robbie go, uh, as as long as someone's taking on his contract, obviously. Um, I, I don't, I don't look, we're, we're gaining all this money now. I don't want to continue to have dead cap money on, on our books mm-hmm. and pet guys for being on other teams. And hopefully Teddy Bridgewater is the last guy we'll do that with. But, um, the reason why I say Robbie could possibly go at the end of the year or at the trade deadline is because man, it looks like DJ Moore is not going anywhere. I and Terrence that. Marshall is going to be one of the futures. And I got to tell you, Zilstra is balling this year. He is. And he's also Zilstra, due for a contract. Zilstra's playing like it matters <laughs> to him this year. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, and he's not going to demand a ridiculous contract. Because, I mean, he's been, what has he been back and forth, you know, on practice teams. And then he gets bumped up to a game or two in the, in the past. And. That's really all the only reason I'm asking you this, because our, our wide receiving core is so deep. Um, we've, we've, and he's he's yeah, less money. He's taller. I think he can take a hit better than Robbie. He's bigger red zone threat than Robbie. Um, so, it, you know, it depends on Robbie's attitude. You know, too deaverish because we have a, a plethora of wide receivers, you know. But what I was saying is depth is never a bad thing. Hopefully he'll want to stay and we can have all of that depth at wide receiver, but we don't have to have if we have to clear money for something else, you know, because, you know, obviously going into, you know, the next season, we've got to do something with this offensive line. I've said it in in the previous episodes of Nine Lives Panther podcast, and I've also said it in our roundtables. Our O-line should be the only thing we should be drafting this year. I mean, we've done it with our defense. Not the only thing, but <laughs> I, in my opinion, I, I feel like we can find interior linebackers somewhere else. If if this is the year that we're gonna truly give our, so our quarterback, I'm sorry. You said as far as the O line. As far as the O line, I feel like we can find other. Our, our I'm, I'm, you know, like I'm not saying our O line yeah, is the, the only. Money get guys, good guys from elsewhere. We could. But, it needs to be a healthy mix of drafted players and vets. Right. And then I want to 
I don't yeah. want to put an all drafted team out there. That's hustling backwards. And no, of course not. And th- no, that's that's exactly my point. Like, I, but at the same time, though, you can get players from free agency in the market, but that's a band aid. Your true your true depth for the years to come comes from the draft, and that's the only reason I say this. We could do either. That's totally fine. But we need to protect our quarterback, and we need to figure out our offense. We're gonna we're gonna hold. Avenge- it's yeah. gonna hold until Jay Brady decides switch it up so i mean with the the talent we have on the team man we can run a lot of misdirection like i said utilize the tight end yeah you know, that's not hard you can no. start there <laughs> yeah. you know, i mean how many tight ends we got on the team <laughs> exactly start there we got like three or four you know uh, start there um you can run a lot of misdirection with the athletes that we have on this team um we already run a lot of play action so and sam's really good at that just like you know, we don't have to run on first down every time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, have have the tight end run a hitch or a running back throw him in the middle. Have have him on a comeback route. It's, it's you know a lot of things that really good teams in NFL does well, and they do it often. It just seems like Joe Brady's trying to like he just wants to just run who he is and not what's best for the team sometimes. Like, dude, I, I think maybe we, I've seen us run one screen the whole season. You know, and then you got like teams like New Orleans that'll run that on you five times a game because it works. Yeah. And if you're a play action team or you feel like the defense is, I mean, the offensive line is struggles, why would you not run screens all the time? As many as you can without being protected. Because look, if they're getting beat naturally, how about we win a play where we're like, okay, you're getting beat naturally a lot of times. So how about we just let them through? And then when they overplay, then we can hit a guy and 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 then okay, now it's just four guys we have to deal with on the way up the field. You know, it's it's not hard. Right. I mean, let them in. And you have the entire middle of the field open. Run the screen. The screen was invented for aggressive defensive lines. Right. Yeah. And if I you see mean, everybody get ready to come, you said it earlier. Hey, look, man. Sam Darnold. I'm stopping. Check, 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 check. And whatever call, whatever play, or whatever I say to change to a screen or a wide receiver screen or whatever, that's what we're going to do. I see everyone coming. So, you know, I mean, so I hope that Joe Brady's giving him the. the the leeway to audible, you know, and um, you know, and it's just seems like with me, you know, everybody, oh man, bringing up Cam Newton again. because <laughs> oh, I think one of the reasons why they also didn't want Cam on the team is, you know, they were trying to get Joe Brady going, and you know, Cam would audible out of something if he didn't like it. Now, as <laughs> all great quarterbacks should do, right? So, and he would just, and they like love. We're trying to get the office reported. We're trying to get these guys to listen more than anything. And, you know, when they go through the spells about Cam Newton wasn't going to listen and boom, boom, it's an excuse. It's just like, but look, if you have a quarterback that good that's willing to audible out of your play into a good play, then you got to sit the egos to the side. I think sometimes there's an ego with quarterbacks and office coordinators. I mean, we saw it with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers audible out of the plays call for him. What did they say? One, I think they said for every 30 calls that came from the OC, audible out of 13 of them a game. That's true. It's called seeing the field. Like you're in a booth, you're in a booth, and I'm down here on the field. I see it better. Exactly so, my point. 
that that the, the offense is vanilla because it's predictable. And, you know, that's going to take Joe Brady to switch that up. Um, so it ain't on the players. Once we realize that, you know, this team is not just on a second step rebuild. We're we're here to win now, whether it be this, whatever you think this team is going and however far it's going. We're here to win and we're going to do it whether we figure it out or not, because I don't see us going below second spot in the NFC South. So, yeah, we're going to have to figure that out on the offense. Our defense, we've just, again, signed Stefan Gilmore to our secondary. Yeah. This is a major move. When our secondary is not producing. But it's going to cause some comfort. Exactly. And once our, once our secondary isn't producing, good quarterbacks can pick apart our defense. Once our defensive line is held and our secondary lets down and gets burned on runs, everything fails. So with that being said, what does this mean for our defense? Man, for me, the way I see it, I see it as a, I see it as a problem, but I see it as a healthy problem. Yep. <laughs> because the healthy problem is, it sounds ridiculous to say you have too much talent on the team. <laughs> exactly. So obviously, with um, it looks like the it looks like the odd man out is going to be Dante Jackson. My thoughts exactly. Because they didn't draft um, Horn at number one to let him go. Because of foot <laughs> injury, <laughs> they gotta let him heal up, and he's definitely coming back. Absolutely. So you know what I'm saying. We know his skills. Dante's been kind of off and on, um, and and this is what I tell guys, man. Look, you gotta behave on these teams because something can happen in your future where they may have to look back, and if they have to make a tight decision, you know, Dante, you know, the time you went off on after the game, and and, and you got in the cameras and, and talked bad about your team and your coaches. And um, just you know, he got beat a lot mm-hmm. um, in his first two years, and you know, I, I kind of give him a pass on on the second year because he had a foot injury, and I felt like Matt Rule should have sat him when he sat Christian because if the season we saw how that season was going, why well, keep sending him out there? Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. And um, Gilmore, man, I mean, look, he's a Pro Bowler. All the experience he's going to bring to that team is it's probably enough. The things he's going to teach these guys. But um, it comes down to if Dante's the odd man out, is he going to want to stay here? You know, because I think cornerbacks can be just as feverish. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice I 100% agree. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes guys, you know, like you, you're replacing me with someone, it kills their either kills their confidence or you bruise their their attitude or and it's just like oh so you're saying I'm not good anymore I know I'm saying you're not good as the two guys that we have on the team but that are better yeah but Dante can still be a starter as far as I'm seeing it I mean if when you when Horn's back good Gilmore out there Dante may have to go into the slot I mean as he should he plays great in the slot you know what I'm saying and it's just like you know I mean so I really don't see how it would be a problem for him, you know. Um, it really should be a problem for the guy sitting behind him, like Burris, the guy we just brought in, Henderson. I don't know how I don't think he's gonna make it through the year, you know. Wow. But if he's as good as they say he can be, again, that's a good problem, but it's a problem. No, I, I have faith in CJ. Because right now it looks like we got 
four extremely solid cornerbacks. <laughs> and no, you can't all play at the same time, but, you know, depth. Depth. And if guys are willing to buy into, I want to be a part of a championship team, that means you're going to sub in. It's not like you're not going to play. You're just going to be subbing in and out with a guy. You know what I'm saying? And he may just get more playing time to give. So it's it's going to be getting one of those guys to buy into what Panthers are trying to do. I completely agree. I just don't think... Well, I have faith in CJ. Um, we haven't seen anything from him. And um, he has to... I mean, listen, we, when you draft someone in the first round, it's, it's their own personal responsibility to at least show up for the current team they're playing with and they're playing on. Do you take the reports that he doesn't want to play football or he has ego issues and he doesn't want to buy in? If you take that 100% truth, then yes, there, there is some concern. But I, I think that's just playing with an inexperienced coach and an inexperienced franchise just in general. Um, we're, we're a much more respectable franchise than what they have going on in, in Florida, in Jacksonville. So and and what seeing our defense now even even in a hurt situation I think I think he will buy in. The problem is when you're in a contract year you want to show out. And it's not a good thing when your position's being flooded with raw mm-hmm. upcoming talent. Gilmore mm-hmm. in no way is a sustainable quarter uh, cornerback for the next 10 years. He is 31 no. years old. Now, right. he is going to run out of juice. He's going to run out of juice. But as of right now, you have to take what he has given the Patriots as a pro bowler into account. I see him produce as soon as the team evaluates his injuries and see what's going on with him. I just don't know where Dante fits other than the slot. And, and he's not going to get the playing time that he wants. And he might demand a trade in the middle of the season because November 2nd is the trade deadline. And we have two months. Well, I mean, because um, because Gilmore is older, if I'm Dante, I'm sitting tight. Because I see what's going on in Carolina. I see what's happening. Right. You know what I'm saying? I can go somewhere as Dante Jackson, who played for the Carolina Panthers, and I was pretty good. Or I can wait and go somewhere when I'm Dante Jackson, Super Bowl champion of the Carolina Panthers later. Because Gilmore's older, you know? And that shouldn't make all those guys really a sign of relief. But right now, we have to utilize Gilmore for what he has left. And that that just comes from buying in. And, you know, when you have guys that don't like to buy in, uh, they, you know, and or don't want to buy into what teams are trying to do, then you have the New York Jets. Absolutely. Um, the old Cincinnati Bengals. Falcons. Falcons. No, I'm not sure who's been buying over there, buying in for a while <laughs> over there. You know, um, you know all, te- all the teams around here that are like zero and three, they show up that way every year, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'll be lying if I said, look, man, it seemed like you were going down that same road. Yeah. So, um, what more can I say, man? Fritter is. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, listen. If, if there's beast. one, if there's one uh, staff you know, member, I, I course this about that guy first. But this guy is turning out to be a beast. And this is absolutely when I was talking about you have to bring guys in that can make boss moves. Yeah. 
and this guy makes boss moves. And it's just like you you can't just get a general manager in here. You gotta get a general manager in here who can make things happen. I've I've never seen this many moves in the all the years I've been watching since 2010. But Keith, like, you know, but you know why he's able to make these moves, Keith? Why? Because we're winning. Mm-hmm. And I told you, Future. no one wants to, I said, no one wants to come to a team that's constantly losing. I said, you have to attract players to want to yeah. come play and show. say that. And now the way this defense is, and we're three and one, and when guys hear more and more good things about the, the Carolina Panthers, they're like, hmm, you know, when it comes time to trade times and things like that. I like what those guys are doing over there in Charlotte. Man, I want to go check that out. Or I like that general manager over there. Or Matt Rule seems to have, you know, a good rapport with his players. Those those type of things, man. You know, those are the intangibles that a lot of people don't talk. And, and I'm sure I'm sure Scott will figure out something with Dante. Yeah. Listen, Dante doesn't have to sign a five-year extension. He, he's eligible for any amount of years. If he doesn't believe that this year he was able to produce, and if he's actually smart and sees the the future that we're we're creating in this team, mm-hmm. he he can sign a two year extension, and as a prove yes. it deal, he can I do that. Years, right? You know, yeah. I think a lot of teams are getting away from these long term deals, man. It's, yeah, you know, I think three is a max. The only the only position obviously quarterback are things that they're trying to sign guys for four or five years to on the team. Some aren't even trying to do that, you know. So, at a cornerback position and the talent that we have, two years sounds good, man. You know, if you're that good, then do another deal in two years. Yeah, two year five, but if you're five suck, million average. Yeah, then I don't have to pay you after two years. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And with that being said, um, our last topic is: Do you think we would be able to sign Gilmore to an extension? He is, I'm reminding everybody, he is 31 years old. So if it's an extension, yeah, it's probably not going to be a long-term one. I'm going to give a very unpopular answer with this one. I don't think we should sign him to an extension until we see how he plays with us, you know. Uh, it's the reason why me and Ray don't go out and buy jerseys when guys first come in. It's just like, Same here. I, I got to see the tape. I know what he did in New England, but I want to see what he's going to do for us. I how he fits in with us. He's 31, you know, so... Um, he has to understand, you know, his age. And if he's good, then they're going to offer him the extension, the money. Age is, especially on a, such a taxing sport, age is a big thing. I mean, if you if you take the accolades away, he is 31 again. And right. the only reason that we're discussing extension is because there's a report coming out that we are looking to extend him right away. And that's, I don't, yeah. I don't think that's a smart idea. No. Like you said. Uh, nah. You know, um, not at 31, you know, I don't know. Like you remember when we had um, Tillman yep. back with, um, uh, I think we had him doing the back um, of Cam's career here with us. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he gave us great minutes, but like, we saw the age out there on the field. And he knew it was time. He knew it was time. And um, uh, I'm comparing Gilmore now, like what? Richard Sermon is how old? I think he's, what is he, 32 or something like that? He's about that age. Yeah. And, you know, Father Tom is undefeated. Yes. 
Ask Kobe. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, yeah. At most sports, you know. Yeah. But especially if I think luckily for him, he plays a, a position where he gets to inflict pain opposed to take it. That's true. And um you know, it's about him being honest with himself. And I I don't think he's gonna like try to get some crazy extension because he's thirty one. You know, unless you're playing lights out at thirty one, you know that you're gonna have to deal with teams, you know what I'm saying, and try to work with them at thirty one because like we like we both agree, Belichick would have never let you go if he thought you had three or four more years in you. At a high level, at a high level. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it doesn't make our defense younger. It makes our defense older instantly. You know what I'm saying? But his experience and the things that he can teach the team, you know, and, you know, and what he does have left in the team, you know, it could be priceless. So, um, I I say I'm with you. I'm saying no to the extension until more tape on it. Yeah. With that being said, thank you for joining us on another episode of oh, man, Nine awesome. Lives Panther, Panther uh, Nine Lives Panther podcast. Tuan, it was an honor. You Same. gave me an opportunity with another podcast that yeah, and I'm so grateful for. Love, man. So thank Salam. you. Yeah, man. Salam. All right, folks. You can join us on our YouTube channel at Nine Lives Panther Podcast. You can also check out Tuan's channel that we are starting back up. 704 Charlotte Bound. And you can also check out Big Cats on Keep Pounding TV. Please show us love. We're we're doing the best we can to bring in the content. And this year, there's going to be a lot of content. So stay tuned. A lot of content, man. Y'all check this guy out. He's on his way. (laughs) All right, folks. Thank you. Have a safe night. Hey, we really appreciate y'all for tuning in. You already know what time it is. Welcome to the podcast. We're going to keep on pounding. Juke them out. This cleats for them too fast. Get the feel, no, we gon' going to spend. CMC going to run it back. Defense out here going crazy. Super Bowl, we want it back. Pause up. It's only us. Head to top. It's time to rock. No, we won't stop. Open it up. I need that block. I got key with me. Cold with me. Hurts with me. Kill with me. Big cat ain't going to where you got to deal with me. Carolina, 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 Carolina,